Hi guys and welcome to episode 29 of the DNS podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Dan. So this week, uh, first off the bat, for international uh, friends and family, listeners, um, we have international shipping back on the website. Um, So people back home in the UK, friends in the US, wherever you may be around the world, you can now get your hands on the the DNS stuff. So Lovely. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> as the French would say. As Del Boy would say. Right. Say la vie, is it? The French or is that say la vie? No, that's bad. I don't know, that would be witched, wouldn't it? <laughs> witched. <laughs> Irish pop band. Oh, we're going, going down that road already. Yeah, they were very good. Uh, not bad on the eye either. I'll be witched. Well, listen, awesome. They had a great night mix yesterday, actually. You did. It was uh, it was probably one of my favourites of 2021 so far. Uh, started off pretty casual. Had a few little 80s mixes in there, and then the Venga Boys came on. And it was uh, all uphill from there. Quickly uh, went to the volume and cranked it. A little bit too loud. Actually, no, sorry. It started with George Michael. We had a bit of Georgie on towards the back end. Like back end of training. I love George Michael. Um, and then, yeah, we sort of cruised. Jim started filling up 4.30 and then bang, Venga Boys came on and it was just a new dimension, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Venga Boys and some Spice Girls, the backpipe, everything 90s. That's right, Spice Girls was in there, Spice Backstreet. Girls, brilliant. Bit of 90s dance. 90s dance, yeah, um, yeah, it's a cracking mix. It was a good evening last night. Wednesdays are usually a little bit quieter, so yeah, it was good for the guys that came in. So, uh, this week we ordered some new deadlift platforms for the gym. Um, so, what I thought we'd talk about is, um, you know, so we've seen these discussions a few times. Training environment versus equipment. So, sort of carrying on from the discussions of programming and coaching, and we've got a couple of really good ones coming up, a couple of good guests to talk about that sort, sort of thing. But, you know, no matter what the program is, your environment always plays into success of, of training. Um, and we both believe that very strongly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and really the music also plays into that to an extent. Last night everyone was having a bit of fun, they were laughing. Yeah, I think environment is king really, I think. Um, yeah, overall I think I think that's what we should be reverting back to or, or sort of aiming towards is creating um, a what well, well, sound corny a successful environment, but a good environment, an environment where people want to come yep. to you or get to the gym floor and want to train. Um, I think that sh- that is it must be top of the list. Yeah, or way up there um, because a lot of good stuff stems from that. Um, actually, funny enough, I was my, with my I had a discussion. I was had a hour long phone call with Justin. Justin's my coach, does my weightlifting stuff for me. And we, we were talking, I was talking about his recent YouTube content and thought it was really cool. They were defining purpose and intent and all these things. And one of the things that drew me um, towards Willpower uh, Gymnasium was the videos and seeing the atmosphere yeah. that was going on in those videos. And you know, there'd be a video shot of someone lifting and a group, the whole gym stood there watching that person execute a lift or a maximum attempt, whatever. And uh, we got onto the discussion of uh, Cal Strength, the old Cal Strength videos. Yeah. 
and the athletes, the characters that they had in a certain building, which was Cal Strength. And then, interestingly enough, all the success they had there, um, Muscle Driver came along, which was more of a business, and they sort of, I, I think Glenn Penlay was, I'm not sure if he was one of the founders or he was employed by MD, MD USA. They bought this light factory and they bought the same people from Cal Strength to MD USA. Yeah. And same people, same coaches, different results, different ah, environment. Okay. And uh, Justin, who's about to start his own podcast and he's good friends with Donnie Shankly, was part of that group. He goes, that is something that he really wants to dive into because it was something that, you know, is of a massive interest. And the, the coach's corner he's doing with, with Seb uh, on Weightlifting House, his whole um, subject he's going to talk about is gym environment, how to create um, a successful gym environment. So, there you go. segue there. But yeah, it's interesting, right? It is because, you know, you see many debates and, like, if you jump on Instagram, you see all these new gyms opening up and they're decked out head to toe with Alico and Rogue, like Rogue, giant Rogue rigs and all the Rogue bumper plates and Alico combos. And I, I say this looking at gyms that are sort of more strength based than commercial. Um, I don't know what the, uh, the commercial equivalent is, like Matrix machines and Hammer Strength or whatever it is these Top days. Top of the range stuff. Yeah, it's all pricey stuff. Um, but you know, we've, we've replaced our, our deadlift platforms um, we ordered them this week, should be here next week, touch wood. Um, but we're replacing some platforms that have lasted us three and a half years, and you built. Yeah, <laughs> so. actually, uh, Matty Hancock, I remember, so the design for those platforms actually came from City Strength. Oh, did it? Um, did we train on a, on a Saturday or something? I've been out there twice, once for a comp. Did we train there together? I haven't trained there, I, I went definitely... out there for a seminar, because I went out there for the... Israel. Um, yeah. Me and Carlos were out there with someone else back in the castle, the old days, and trained there. I was deadlifting on this platform. I was like sumo deadlifter, and I was like, "This is pretty cool." Carpet, um, you know, as you sort of as the weight come down, it sort of there was a little bit of give, but it wasn't spongy or anything. Yeah. And I just thought they were they were really cool. They looked neat as well. They're tiny. Um, and then yeah. They, they've lasted, lasted us really well, haven't they? They've yeah, seen. three and a half, coming up four years old. And the biggest detractor to them is that when we get heavy rain, our building leaks. Yeah. So water's Water. hit them, soaked into them, they started to warp, which means your bars are like a 40 degree angle. Yeah, so it's become a point where if they were still straight, they would be great, but They'd still be the, going. the heat and the, the moisture and, and just wear and tear, the, the carpet, you know, those things get hammered daily, yeah. seven days a week. Um, and yeah, it's got to a point now with a couple of them where the bars just roll all over the place. They need yeah. to be replaced. So uh, yeah, I've lost the, bar the, uh, the front of it once. <laughs> there would be quite because they have been a consistent, prominent figure down there. And obviously, they're a little bit different color. They stand out. It's going to look quite uh, different, isn't it? Really? It is. Well, we took down that poster the other day, and again, like the the look of the weightlifting area <laughs> yeah. is completely Change. different. You've gone from a big black poster mm. or banner to this white wall. And it does, cha it changes the environment somewhat. Yeah, no, it does. Well, one of the things I was, I was thinking about is like, you know, we look at, you look at all these new gyms and they, they invest in all this top end equipment. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you've also got 
that doesn't create environment. It looks pretty. No. I mean, I think the bottom line is, and I think you'll agree heavily, it doesn't fucking matter. Obviously, you need equipment. Look, you need you need functional equipment to be able to carry out what you've got to carry out. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be safe, um, and it's got to fit a purpose well. And I think, um, especially for a new gym setting up, you know, outlaying thousands and thousands. You've been spending hundreds of thousands at this point in time. On, on this stuff yeah. it's like it's it's not the be all it may fucking look good maybe I had to geek out on it and go this is what I got this is what I got this is what I got but I think there's a bit of a graduation process and I think that you can kind of earn that sort of over time mm. uh, I'm looking at sort of you know smaller scale these warehouse facilities yeah um, but if, if for anyone that's going to be open a facility go I'm going to throw all this lovely hunky door equipment in and people are going to come to the fucking door you're going to be Really awakened, eh? You're gonna, it's gonna be a bit of a shock because that's not what people are coming for. Who the fuck knows what a Lico combo rack is? No, if I went, you went to any Anytime Fitness in the country, or whatever it may be, and said a Lico, you know, Joe Schmo's not gonna know. No. And then, yes, Joe Schmo's not gonna show up to these gyms either, but it's, um, it's something to consider because you look at someone like Mace at the moment who's building a gym out of container units and um has that 40 foot container unit that she's turned into a gym 40 foot strong i think it's called um functional yeah roof four walls squat rack barbell plates you look at like you go back you know successful gym environments Right, off the top of the bat you look at west side barbells old videos yeah you walk in there and it looks like a crazy uncle's basement with a load <laughs> of shit just thrown in there it, it, it really doesn't matter weight is weight at the end of the day yep um, but what's done with that the people inside there uh, the atmosphere the personalities the culture you know these are things that uh, are fucking important um, I think that's what really breeds success what do you believe i put you on the spot here what do you believe builds or breeds good culture um, good leaders in place role models yep um, not really a peck in order but a consistent figure to, to always look to so head coaches gym owners yep um, I've got you know such a big role it's like a on a larger scale like a prime minister of a country you know yeah I mean? well, you're right it's our set little country exactly or your little country down there we are looked to um, you know, for, for support, for decision making, and we have to be consistent, we have to be, we have to have, uh, we always have to go back to a series of principles, um, and yeah, I think just the consistency of it all, that, that is, that is one of the most important things, um, because you will get found out, yeah. um, and things will start to go a little bit wavy, when there's no, when there's no real leadership, or someone to sort of, grab something from or ask advice yeah um, so yeah I think that's where kind of where it stems from and then from there you kind of you create this culture on a gym floor uh, where you'll get like mini leaders or you yeah. know people will formulate groups which you know everyone's not for everyone no you know you get kind of see not clicks there's but a big difference between like a, a little group of training buddies and a click yeah exactly like we've been to gyms where there's clicks I've seen fucking clicks and that is not that's not fucking healthy. no because a little group will also 
you know, they'll accept people, you know, hey, can I jump in with you guys? Yeah. But yeah, of course, by all means. And that's um, one that's one thing that we 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 definitely promote is trying to, you know, get a, get a share a fucking bar. Yeah. You know, come and share a bar. You know, share with that person or you know, that person there might be able to offer you something, you know, without telling them. Yeah. You know, it's um yeah, little things like that. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely. Well, obviously, it definitely stems from uh, from the top. Yeah. Um, I thought someone was coming through the door. Eh? <laughs> and the sign just <laughs> fell down. <laughs> we got a sign on the door saying we got a podcast, but uh, Benny's just already walked through the door <laughs> without even reading the sign. <laughs> I don't think anyone reads the sign. <laughs> but but yeah, it, it come the the message, the the whatever we're looking for. It comes from the top. Um, and then it's kind of a filter down process Um, yeah what do you think I I think you're right it definitely comes from the top the top I think every um, every gym sort of a reflection on its owners Mm -hmm. or its its head coaches and the people that are there uh, that that run it Um, lastly you you got like big corporate gyms you have any times and you uh, snaps Plus twenty fours, all those sort of things, where they're they're uniform. You've not got a lot of room to change or move things. Then you've got you know strength gyms, warehouse gyms, CrossFit boxes. Uh, you look around ours; we've got three within like spitting distance of our gym. Yeah. Like uh, Nepean, Zealous, and Lower Blue. Um, and I've been in Nepean. I've been to Lower Blue, uh, and Zealous looks fantastic the outside never been in yeah it's a cracking place they've got the outdoor rig haven't they yeah um, but yeah. they're all different like, and the culture within you can when you walk into somewhere you get a vibe for it straight off the bat yeah I believe um, and they're you know all positive but in different ways so and also I think just being a good person being a likeable person yeah is is important too well, I think that that goes down, you know, in any form of business, you know, being likable or uh, being a, you know, stems down to having good morals and good yeah. values as a person. I think goes out of a long way, and in today's in today's world, uh, it's a bit of a, a rare commodity, right? It is. It's um, today's world isn't. I say it's not real, but it's. It's staged because it's all on a screen these days. Yeah, let me pull my phone out and create this video. Yeah, it's out of nowhere. Uh, you know, this is this is my life. Look at look at it this way. It starts sounding like a grumpy old man, but you know, it's fucking true. It is. But on that, what do you what would you say? Someone listening to this wanted to start their own facility, and we've told you know, first and foremost, culture. Culture, environment. What yes. would be next on that on that build list results actually putting some actually people yeah. at the end of the day right people are paying money to to come to a facility to do something yeah i want to compete as a powerlifter i want to okay i have had this injury um i need to do some rehabilitation i need to get back to the field of play so having systems having a knowledge base to get these people from a to b properly, efficiently, um, is very important. Yeah. Because you can have all the other things in the world and dance around the block, but at the end of the fucking day, um, we need to get results. 
Um, we need to know what, the, what we're talking about or what we're what we're implementing. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's way up there. Um, I think anything else top of my head. Equipment for me is oh, okay. So equipment needs to be up there because we need equipment to do certain need, things. Yeah, um, I guess equipment's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, but yeah. does it have to be a certain type of equipment? Um, not necessarily. Okay, look look at us. So people might say, well, you've got a fucking monolith sat in the middle of your, your gym, which sort of, that was a, that's a story for another time. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but, sure we've told this story, but yeah. But like, it's everything down there on the floor is for the members to use for example, powerlifting, you've got different federations, different federations use different types of equipment. Yeah. So having a deadlift bar to practice on, if you're competing GPC, you're not gonna be competing with a power bar, with a with a rogue IPF power bar. No. You're gonna be using a deadlift bar, a squat bar, a monolift, um, most probably an AMFX dominator bench press mm-hmm. or something looks similar. Um, so yeah, but that came over time, right? Yeah. Sort of seeing who was coming in, um, what we have in front of us, and then when these people are here, like if we need to upgrade something, then we'll do that over time. I think that's a really good point though, because we, we started with the basics, and this is what I'd recommend to anyone that's looking to open a gym. Start with the basics. There's a couple of benches down there. There's some barbells, some plates, some dumbbells, and a couple of basic machines. Um, and that's all we had when we opened doors. Yeah, one stripe of turf. Everything was just minimised. It was just minimalistic. What do we need if we say we get 20 people sign up? What do we need to, to cater for that? Yeah, um, and look at the trends. And yeah, and then obviously thinking about a budget as well. This is our budget. Yeah. Um, it's not just about gym equipment. We've got to pay rent. We need a security system because we're going to be 24 hours. Um, we still got to put food on the table at home. Yeah, we you know we've got to feed the family. Um, we've got to put you know whatever. There's a whole list of things. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then yeah, as people come in, see what your trends are, and, and purchase accordingly. So we had uh, Shawman really blew up for us in the early days. It was yeah. bigger than our powerlifting was, so our money was invested into strongman equipment, and we, obviously comps as well. Yeah, obviously. We run numerous strongman comps a year because we enjoy it. Yeah, um, and I think they're pretty cool events to be ran. Um, but yeah, you need certain equipment to put on certain events. That's so it. money was invested in getting whatever uh, as, farmer sandals. Yeah, and stones. new farmer stones, a, de- a decent yoke, and then slowly as our comps grew, um, we invested in some of the more rarer events or the more novelty events like a Conan's wheel um, weight of a bar attachment and this was out of this was and this was for the competitors right yeah so a Hercules hold like me and you know me or you or members we don't we don't use it but it was like okay we want to create an event where you can you can go anywhere and do a max log you can go anywhere and do some stones whatever but how do you create um like a show, like if yeah. you're going to go to a Giants live show with these pros, how do you kind of scale that a little bit and give that to the people? They see it on Instagram, whatever. Like that, the, the Hercules was a was a was a big one for us, right? People yeah. physically messaging you weekly. Are oh, you going to get the Hercules out for yeah. Strongman Saturday? 
we had to put a once every eight weeks, something like <laughs> six Hercules weeks in there, which was uh, logistically at the time was a pain in the ass, wasn't it? Well, it li- lives in my house now. So. Um, and Sean's blood pressure used to go up <laughs> fourfold because <laughs> <laughs> because rightly fucking so, these things weigh an absolute ton, literally, and they are held they are held upright by uh, a chain system. And which a goes into pin. a locking pin, and we get a series of people on each side bringing these pillars up, and people would walk underneath these pillars back and forth, and it was like if one of those fucking things drops down, if something you're happens, dead. yeah, if that <laughs> pin moves or you knock, like the unforeseen happens, you not you're not going to win. No, right. you're going to get you're, either you're, spark the fuck out, or you're going to end up. If yeah, you end up sparked out, you're end up you, you've done very well. Yeah, you've you, come off lucky. You're gonna end up in hospital. But yeah, that dad, my blood pressure went up ten points every time that came out. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking stressful. Uh, uh, but what were we talking about? Oh yeah, just yeah, the, so the, as, those things came as sort of time evolved, and as as you know, you come up with these with these events, whatever, and we started running more and more, and we started offering um, you know specialty events. Yeah, is that what you yeah. use for him? Um, and that's that's done for the people. It's done for the competitors. Over the last sort of six months, if you look at look at our Adonis Penrith, look at the business, weightlifting's grown for us. So we've invested yeah. in some new bars and some platforms. Yeah, more space. But yeah, it's ever evolving. Um, yeah, if you're gonna if you've got an influx of powerlifters, you don't have to go out and buy an Alico combo rack. You know, there's plenty of um, there's plenty of combos out there. Oh, that might be the food, mate. No. But there are, like, as things grow, you, you invest and take it from there. Yep, that's our food. A lovely jubbly. That's some nice chicken. Bit of um, chicken. Yeah, you don't have to, there's, there's plenty of companies out there that are making quality equipment um, for a quarter of the price. Yeah. And it really, yeah, doesn't really matter, it serves a purpose, does the job. Uh, doesn't break the bank and put you behind. No. no. Um, the the food's distracted me now. <laughs> Obviously getting hungry. Cut hungry gents here. Yeah, I know. That was my idea to do the body first. <laughs> but um, yeah, from like, obviously environment, the the culture of your gym, the facility, is paramount. You need the equipment to deliver those results, but if you're not delivering results, it, yeah. it all falls apart. Yeah, because you know, at the end of the day, people are people are paying money for a service. It's like going to, uh, it's like going to a supermarket with a set of ingredients, and you can't get a certain set of ingredients. You go somewhere else. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's a right way of putting it. I think of the top yeah, of the scenario. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah. That's we we've got to get results, and people are coming here with with what they want to do. Obviously, we offer we don't offer everything. We offer um, you know a certain. I think that's really important as well, and that sort of ties back to, to DNS in terms of um, the, the apparel and the clothing and the, and the way we operate. Is you've got to know your niche. If you try and do everything, yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be help, overwhelmed, and you're gonna half-ass every job. Because if we, you know, we specialise in strength and yeah. conditioning. Yeah. So we look after strength sports and athletes. 
and that's really it. Like, we're, and we're lucky in a sense that between here at Penrith, between myself, yourself, and Will, yeah, we're all different, quite vastly different. I suppose in, in terms of the the strength sports, you know, with with powerlifting, strongman, and weightlifting, you know, we can kind of spread that out between the three of us. Not as if all three of us are you know, specialists in, yeah. in a certain thing. Obviously we can offer a little bit more because obviously there's three of us and yeah. we've all got, you know, different specialities or, or um, yeah. Well, if you try and do everything, you know, if we start offering group classes and boot camps and weight loss and If any fucking one comes here for a boot camp fucking <laughs> 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 uh, the time they're boot- gonna be rudely awakened to see us delivering fucking <laughs> stardoms. But you know, oh, yeah. it, it, we could do it but at the end of the day it was not, no, I'm not passionate about fucking delivering no. circuit classes. And it um, was down the offering that we have, which is just a pure strength and conditioning facility. And as coaches and owners you have to be brutally honest with yourself you want to go out there and start grabbing the whole market that's not going to last that's not healthy it's not going to last for long that and massive and burnout that, it's massive burnout and it's also going to reflect in results you know yeah. what I mean you have to accept what you are qualified in what you are interested what you're passionate about delivering I mean, that, it, that's that's quite an important quality right mm-hmm. having passionate passion about what you're going to deliver because it's going to enhance the results and enhance the effect um I don't really know where I'm going with this, but yeah, obviously, not you know, not being greedy, but you know, really knowing what what you're going to deliver and who you're marketing to, um, that's quite a big one. And that passion sort of stems over, um, stemmed over, and, and prompted the DNS's creation. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're passionate about through DNS as well is strength sports, like people that love their their sport, be it weightlifting, strongman. Um, powerlifting or, or CrossFit, yeah. yeah, just passionate about fucking getting stronger through any means—a barbell or you know yeah. a fucking sandbag or you know you know just me and you we we, li- we live in a gym, you know training's a big part of, of who we are and what we do. If it wasn't for training, we we wouldn't be coaches. You know no. what I mean? So you know our passion for people that want to train and want to compete obviously reflects in the brand and the you know with the guys that we've we've, we've brought on board who we who we believe deliver the same message or believe in the same values as us and there will be uh, you'll probably see it on the Instagram um, this will go up Monday probably might already be up by the time you're listening to this but we'll, we'll be looking for some new athletes this year to join the team looking for someone who's passionate about weightlifting passionate about uh, powerlifting um, so keep an eye out for that guys if, if that's your passion um, we want to be able to help you chase that uh, get to those competitions and win the, the titles that you want and share your message that's it you've just got to love it I and you've just got to chase it I know he said share your journey then all I could see was Gubby on me go shut the fuck <laughs> up boy <laughs> journey <laughs> where are you off to Stagnes <laughs> He'd have you. He'd absolutely have you for that journey. Yeah, the journey, whatever you want to call it. We just want to call it the journey. That's it. So, guys, that's uh, another week done. Next week, episode 30, we'll have a guest on for you. Um, Looking forward to talking to them. You'll find out when we get to episode 30. We're also, to celebrate 30 episodes of the DNS podcast, we'll be doing a giveaway next week. So, listen out for that. Where do they find you? 
They can find me in Penrith. No, I'm joking. Uh, Instagram uh, at dwally10. At Sean2.0. At DNS Strength Collective. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Chuck us a like. Give us the old comment and all the ratings and that stuff. It does help. Don't want to sound pushy, but it do, it really does help. It does. Uh, if you watch if you're watching the YouTube videos, like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff. DNSStrength.com for all your apparel needs, and we'll chat to you next week. Cheers, guys.